0: Action
1: Park Media. All right, well, welcome to Ramble on the uh, official podcast of the unofficial television show. And Ted Foxman is bringing, bringing us good news. Even though he's late, you're late, Ted.
0: I'm Before I'm you. bringing you good news.
1: Well, news. Oh, yeah. So uh, anyway, we have the Ari Gold of this business currently representing the show. It's been about twenty days. And um, nothing's happened, but you have news. What's happening?
0: Well, I I just know that uh, all the outreach began last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I followed up with our contact yesterday. And uh, our contact
1: that sounds like uh, yeah, it's a deep it's throat deep throat stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, and uh, we're supposed to have a call scheduled tomorrow to get an update on where things are at. So hopefully they've so the news done their outreach is... and heard and heard who's going to do what and when we're going to send stuff. So hopefully we're going to be sending the pilots. So the, the news, pilots is, news is coming. As of As of right now, the news is we'll find out tomorrow
1: what the news is. And the news could just be nothing's happened yet.
0: I guess it's at, at this point I think anything is possible. In fact, I think it's likely. Yeah,
1: that nothing's happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, I don't know what else I can say anymore, and I've kind of just, you know, um, it's not even frustration anymore. I don't care anymore. I'm just uh, No, don't don't lose don't lose your uh, No, I'm just like I've, I've never seen anything like this in in my 30 years in the business. And again, I swear to you, if people were watching it and going I hate this show. But the quote of and again, I'm not mentioning names or companies because I don't really want to get into it, but the quote of the head of one of the largest agencies, which you can do the your homework, there's only two or three of them, but one of the largest agencies is, this is the best half hour on TV. There's nothing like it, and this should be seen. Now, again, he did couch that with, it's a very difficult time. Streamers are in trouble. There's a strike looming. There's all sorts of stuff but, um, you tai know, Duan in Taiwan, you yeah. know, but again, I, they're not my agents. They don't have to kiss my ass like the old days when you hand in a script and no matter what kind of piece of shit you give them, they go, Oh, I love it. And then yeah. you have no idea why it didn't <laughs> sell. And the truth is it was because your agent didn't have the balls to tell you, listen, I think this has some problems and you should go back to it. Because truthfully, usually they'll just throw a lot of shit at the wall. This is not that because we're not even paying them. This is. You know, a production company is the go between on this big company who does lots of projects, has one of the top movies on Netflix right now and has done, you know, Academy Award nominated films over the last eight to ten years. Yep. So I just I, I really am at a loss. And people say, how are you at a loss? Because I talk and talk and talk. I get it. I fucking ramble on. But I have nothing to say. I don't have any other solutions or answers. So.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's going to come. I think in the next couple of weeks we're going to know where we're at and. You know, and we're going to we're either going to go with this plan A or we're going to go with our plan
1: B. And I think we're in good shape. Plan B. That's interesting. Interesting yeah. title for it. Plan B. Yeah, you, but, you know uh, what it is. It, that's the abortion pill, isn't it? Or am I wrong? Is that the abortion is that pill? plan A or uh, plan B? That was
0: my plan A. <laughs> isn't that plan B?
1: The abortion pill?
0: You might be right. Well I don't time. know. I've, I've never taken it.
1: I just drove back from. Uh, Although
0: I did see that uh, they are they're having a lot of success with a uh, male birth control uh, pill in, in mice
1: right now. That's great news. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but uh, I just drove back from La Quinta the uh, desert of California. Yes. Somehow I beat you here, but that's uh, weird. because uh, I mean, I was that my desk left on at, time.
0: You left at 9.30 in the morning and I mean, it's was, only a two-hour drive. Was so on time. I'm always
1: on time, which is, uh, you know, I will say to showrunners out there, dreamers of dreamers. production, whatever you want to do, on time is a good thing. On right. time is, is, is the totally. correct way to do it. It's the right way to 100%. do it. A hundred percent. And uh, as STD, by the way, Stock Tip Dave in the booth, getting a lot of messages. People, you're rebranding as Chip, anyone who's listening to Victory, the podcast, but a lot of people want you to rebrand as STD, Connolly will fucking kill me that I'm even trying to get into your chip rebranding. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, just Connolly's pushing for chip, Connolly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess Dave and Connolly discussed it, and and Stock Tip is is rebranding anyway. Wow. My trip here was was interesting because I I, I actually love the drive. People go, oh, it's the worst drive ever. But I listen to podcasts and I love podcasts. It's not bad, actually. I, I like that drive. All right, whatever. A lot of people don't like it. But my point to my trip was I love listening to podcasts and two hours in the car had a couple of phone calls nobody tells me anything important by the way those are very useful phone call useless phone calls so it's not like i i got any updates but um the podcast i listen to which is fascinating and is really for anybody who wants to to understand the culture right now the hollywood business even though it's about books and publishing it's it's called the uh i think the witch hunt of jk rowling and it's, it's just, uh, you know, I sent it to Ted. I'm sure he didn't even put it on for the drive over here, even though it was 20 minutes late. But it was really amazing. And, you know, what it's about is, um, first of all, her struggles as, you know, she's now turned into, according to the world, she's, you know, the, the personification of white privilege. But she was a, yeah, a homeless woman living with her children in a car as white privilege all of a sudden. <laughs> homeless woman, single mother, and abuse. Uh, abused by her husband and living on welfare when she wrote the first Harry Potter book, which she literally escaped from her marriage with like the manuscript. It's like out of a movie. And then within a year of that book, being passed on, by the way, by 12 of the biggest publishers in the business, nobody wanted to publish the Harry Potter books. When it was published, do you know how many copies they printed? I mean, it's crazy. No. 500 copies of this book it feels right i mean if you were if you were like hey
0: i'm a i'm running a publishing you know a printing press how many books do you want to print of this new book about a like a wizard with a lightning mark on his head and you'd be like i don't know let's give it a small run and
1: see what happens all right well again i mean hopefully the people that that are in charge of this business, are smarter than that. They weren't in this case, and I think uh, it wasn't about a wizard. It's obviously the biggest book, aside from the Bible, maybe in the last hundred years. Probably. Somebody missed it and read it wrongly, and my point to it is, and not, again, that anyone's passed on ours. Nobody sees it. They just don't watch it. Uh, So unlike unlike J.K. Rowling's book that actually was read, and somebody said, you know, because it would be great if somebody said, we watched it, we're going to let 500 of our Netflix viewers watch it, only 500, (laughs) and see if they like it. But anyway... To get that book out, 500 people, no book, uh, no marketing, no anything. And this spread with children through word of mouth. And the amazing thing about Harry Potter is is that it obviously became a, a, a sensation with adults and children. But it really spread somehow by children getting their hands on these 500 copies. And within a year, she's on her way to one of the most successful runs. But at the same time which is so interesting to the culture. And, you know, Entourage dealt with this a little bit, and I don't want to compare ourselves to Harry Potter because obviously we had nowhere near the success of, of that. But the society turned on her certain parts of the society, the right wing. This was a witchcraft book. This was spoiling children. They compared it to what Columbine was and, and how Marilyn Manson had influenced Columbine, which turned out to be completely untrue because uh, the kids who did that at Columbine weren't even fans of that type of music or yeah. any of that shit. They were actually, one of them was an athlete. But anyway, it's, it's how the culture tries to, to march this. And you had reverends all over the country talking about Harry Potter and banning this book and this and Burning that. Burning the book. Yeah, and of course you had liberals who were like, you're crazy, Harry Potter's the greatest thing. But then J.K. Rowling, years later, says something that um, about transgenders, which I honestly, I'm not up to that part of the podcast. And I don't really remember exactly what she said. So I am in no way getting yeah. involved in this conversation right now, whether to defend her or not. But she gave her opinion. And this is a woman who, again, came from poverty and welfare to make it on her own, who wrote a book about outsiders being included in stuff and became a hero of of the liberal left. And then whatever she said now, they all turned on her. So whatever you think about either side of it is no different. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today was just the idea of cancel culture and that people think this is some new thing. It's not. But by the way, Rolling Stone has an article I think yesterday came out that why cancel culture is good for democracy. Which, you know, it, it's why cancel culture is good for democracy. Why cancel culture is good for democracy. Oh, that That's I'm their have to article, read. and again, that is really like the only reason people don't like cancel culture is if they're white and powerful, because now people can speak up to them. Okay, stupid premise. We can <laughs> see what people coming after Dave Chappelle, who's clearly not white and and whatever. Yeah. Um, as Jews in this country who I'm seeing, you know, just a wild thing. I posted on uh, I posted on the, uh, the Victory podcast page the other day just about an article that came out, which it's funny to see articles come out 15 years after the show's been off the air or however long. But who was the best cameo in Entourage? And I, I put that up and they listed who they thought were the best cameos. Kanye wasn't on their list, whether you like him, whether you don't like him or not. But some jerk-off wants to write, why is Kanye not there? Why are you hiding him? Which I know it's saying, why are you hiding him, Jew? And I'm saying very simply, I'm hiding him because he's a fucking scumbag and because this Jew runs that little little segment of my life. I'm not trying <laughs> to cancel him. I'm not trying to do anything, although this is very different than someone verbalizing their creativity and showing you know, something in their art or showing something in a book then verbalizing their opinions and weirdly enough this country right now is no different like i said if you listen to this podcast you'll see the same crap that was going on 20 years ago going on today it's just that social media now really gets it amplified and this and that but what you see in your little world when you do it and i get people who are apparently fans of entourage like 50 people liking this comment from this guy. Where's Kanye? Like, you're hiding him. First of all, he wasn't in the article, number one. Yeah, Second And that point,
0: wasn't you writing the article. I didn't Somebody write else the article. Wrote, So what do you want me to do? You want me to invent part of the article? Yeah, and by the way, forgetting
1: <laughs> that Kanye was an absolute douchebag on our set. Like, forgetting whether he likes Jews, hate Jews. He was just an asshole. Whether he was white, black, or yeah. orange, he was an asshole. Yeah. Like, he made our life difficult on that day. He was, it was great that we got him. It was great to have that song. But, you know, he, he was not someone that I ever wanted to be a Associated with again, long before that happened, so um, but still that being said, I don't understand what the how there is some type of battle over whether I'm hiding um, Kanye or not hiding Kanye I'm a Jewish guy who was offended by what he said, so I would not reamplify right. any of his words now again, I don't care listen to his fucking music, buy his albums, jerk off into his sneakers I don't give a shit but <laughs> You know, my opinion on him is he's a fucking scumbag, and I don't care if he's mentally ill. Like Hitler was mentally ill as well. So yeah. I think, you know, anyone that, that basically... Lumps anybody into large groups and says they're all the same, whether it's Jews, blacks, Chinese, Italians, transvestites, or is that a word? I don't even know. It it, it used to be. Now it's transgender. All right. So transgenders, like anyone who says they're all this, they're all that is an idiot. There's just no ways about it. And, you know, one of the things, you know, Joe Rogan said something stupid the other day, which is like, oh, no one could tell me Jews aren't into money. Um, It's like saying Italians aren't into, into pizza. It's so dumb on a multitude of levels because, number one, first of all, let's just say on a simple level not all Italians are into pizza, but whatever. But no group of people – was ever exterminated because they like pizza. Okay, but a group of people was <laughs> tr- attempted to be exterminated because a lot of people spread around that they like money. Now, I like money. Most people Well, like I mean, money.
0: I don't know any group on planet Earth these days besides maybe a group of Tibetan monks who could care less about money. Okay, take but it or leave not, it. I
1: didn't say care less. When your central focus in life is about money, that's never been my central focus in life. I came out to this business because I had a passion for something that I loved. I fucking starved for a long time trying to do it. I'm, you know, luckily I have savings now, but I'm not making money now. I could have gone and worked at a fucking bank. I could have gone and worked at, you know, uh, somewhere that gave me a stable income. So I've never been driven by money. It has never been what my thing is. I was also not... Powerfully connected. I didn't know a single person in this business when I came out here. And a friend of mine from college and I discussed entourage with Mark Wahlberg, who's certainly not a Jew. And we made this show that luckily made me enough money that I can actually do a podcast that nobody pays me for. So obviously, I'm not driven by money for that. So um, the point is, though, I don't like Kanye as a person, as a speaker appreciate his talents as an artist, but the fact that, that anyone who follows victory would actually start getting into this, and then this one cuck, which I wanted to write his fucking name down, who starts writing to me and Stock Tip Dave about, you should check your cameos and see who was on the Epstein plane list. Like, we are living in this weird world where actually this is something I would never hear 20 years ago, but... You know, this is this right-wing conspiracy that all the liberals in Hollywood are into <laughs> pedophilia and all this nonsensical stuff. But this is someone who liked entourage. And what I like to say is they were smart enough to like entourage, but they're stupid enough to, to make dumb comments like that. And he called Dave a coward. Okay, Dave is no coward. If you're listening to this, which I know you are because you're a fucking loser. But if you're listening <laughs> to this, Stock Tip Dave is not a coward. Stock Tip Dave will – and by the way, what I said to the guy is you need Dr. Zeering, because your hair is fucking horrible. That's what I said to him. So, but oh, anyway, you were
0: able to reverse engineer and look him up to see. Oh to yeah, see who I look was. at his thing
1: and I look at all that. But <laughs> you know, my point is, is that the cancer culture has not changed. Um, and the J.K. Rowling story again, I don't know what she said about transgenders. So if it was, yeah, I remember there
0: being a controversy. I don't remember
1: what she said. Yeah. So again, there's just there's no place in the world to lump anybody in as a large group. But I don't know what she said. So what's happening i'm asking dave maybe he could look that up so I, don't, I don't need spe- to look it up because i don't i don't, I don't, don't need care. any more specific i'm not taking a point on the transgender argument yeah my point is is that you know lar- lumping large groups and saying everybody is like this or everybody is like that is 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 just stupid and dangerous but it hasn't stopped and burning books whether the liberals say it or the right wing say it they have both attempted to do it and it's we're in a place where I just, you know, the Bill Mars of the world and, and others are the the people that people should be listening to, which is central, normal, whatever. So um and I understand this is not a political yeah, yeah, problem. He's he's
0: getting he's getting I mean, he's he's moved way more center than he ever was, and he's getting a lot of flack for it.
1: Yeah, but again, it's like I say, who's giving the flack?
0: You know Well, it's a it's a group and, and to be honest with you, I don't even think it's a large group. I just think it's a group, you know, like there used to be schools of journalism. There still are. I just yeah. don't think anybody cares. Like Now it's I have a blog. I have a number of followers. So somewhere it gets picked up, and I've made a little quote or a little snippet. I and know, but like I, don't, like, I
1: don't even necessarily agree with that because I believe that the democracy has, has evolved to have all of these people that have a voice. Okay, The journalists, while we like to pretend they were all so honorable and so great no. 40 years ago— The point is, it's always from someone's POV. That's just the reality. Fox News is from someone's POV, and so is CNN. So they lean in the directions that they lean in. My point is, a lot of them are lying about what they're saying. We know it, obviously, what happened with Fox. But so is CNN. I mean, look at Don Lemon's meltdowns over the last week and a half, which I never liked Don Lemon. And even as a person who leans liberal but is moving further, you know, to the center every day, you know, I was posting things about what a jerk-off Chris Cuomo was five years ago, and I would get messages from my friends, what did you do, Chris Cuomo, and, and his, uh, his brother are the greatest things that ever happened. No, they're not. They're, they're just people. They're performers, and yeah. they are giving their things. I have nothing to lose and nothing to gain from this. It's literally just me speaking and giving my opinion that most people should look at both sides of everything and then make up your own mind of what is going on. But the J.K. Rowling thing, the reason it's so fascinating to me is because this is one of the most successful books, movie series in the history of publishing and Hollywood, and it almost didn't happen because the gatekeepers Again, nothing to do with their race or their religion or whatever. They didn't get it. They yeah. didn't see the potential in it. Yep. And that happens all the time. I've talked about it on the, on this podcast before. Unforgiven Clint Eastwood one like 10 Oscars. It took a decade or more to make. Yeah. So that is not the ramble on problem. We haven't had anybody tell us, maybe one or two people, I don't get it. We just haven't had that. We no. have everybody telling us how much they like it, which is actually more annoying because, you know, The guy who I won't mention his name, who was really the basis for the Johnny drama character and entourage. He was an actor and he was a terrible actor and he was never, ever going to make it. And years ago, he asked me as a good friend of mine to tell me my opinion. And I thought he had a lot of talents in a lot of areas. They weren't in those areas. And I just said out flat out to him, I don't think this is your path. I don't think this will go the way you think it should now. Everybody will always say, ignore everybody, don't listen to anything. And right. part of part of that is true. Do that. Yeah. Okay? That was my opinion. I gave it to him. And part of me wishes if Ramblon is going to sit here day after day after day, I'd rather someone call me up and go, listen, man. This thing sucks. Take it off the air. Don't even, t- don't even try. Why are you wasting your time? What yeah. are you doing? But that's sadly not happening. It's just you know big big people one after the other say they want to get involved and say they want to get it on the air and then delay after delay happens so i i don't know what else to tell you that's that's it
0: well on that i i uh i think it's important we just keep our focus and keep keep trying what would you and, like me to and, focus on? and keep well I, being positive about the situation Do you think that helps I, I think it doesn't hurt. I think that I'd rather be positive about a situation than negative about it. The rea- I'd rather
1: be non anything about it. I'd rather it not even exist, which is what I try to do every day <laughs> until I get like a message from somebody like we have a call tomorrow with the agents. What are we talking to the fucking agents about? We've already talked to them. Yeah. Send the project out. Let people see it. There's only three results. Yes, no, or we want to hear more. Or There's maybe. nothing else to say. Yeah. No, maybe it's not a thing. Come in, tell us more. Sell us more. We're, we're, we're interested. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say. And, and again, it's weird for me because, you know, being, you know, uh, kind of near the top of the business for a while. It, if I had something to pitch, I called my agents and two weeks later I was in the room. Right. Some people, which I've had, I've had some of the worst pitch meetings you can imagine. We had a show that we sold to CBS. Great show. I didn't write it. Came up with the idea with someone, which I believe they've done the show since. But a couple has a threesome. You know, And they get the woman pregnant, and they all raise them together. I thought it was a good sitcom idea, and we sold it to CBS. But I had an executive at Fox that I had sold the project to earlier. I went in with another writer again as a producer, and this writer had a complete meltdown during the pitch. He literally said nothing. It was almost like he became a mute. So I jumped in to save it, even though – And I'll be honest about this. I was a little lazy. I wasn't as prepared as I was because I was counting on him to be the guy that was prepared. Yeah. But I started rambling on. And the woman at Fox, who's a great executive, every word that came out of my mouth, you would have thought was Shakespeare. She laughed. She engaged. It was this. It was that. And she bought it in the room. Great. So now- when they're going out with this pitch about this this threesome couple, which we sold with an amazing writer um, who was an Emmy winner from Sex and the City. Mm. Um and we walked into that room at Fox where I'm like, this woman loves me. Let me just jump yeah. in and I'll, let me give the opening. Where sometimes the producer will give the opening and then the writer will Takes come over. in and take over. So I did, and whatever I said about a threesome, and she goes, she first of all looks at me like I have four heads, the same woman that I that and was I laughing was like, yeah, like I remember like thinking like she's kind of in love with me. I think that's like not a the palm yeah, of my hand. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I go uh, whatever it is about a threesome. She goes threesome. I don't even like twosomes, which was. Weird, but it was the room which happens in a pitch, just like it happens when you're doing. Yeah, all the air got sucked out of it. It was like, whoa! And I remember, Mike, like the writer melted down in that earlier meeting, and I took over. I melted down like I did at stand-up comedy thirty years ago when I didn't get a laugh, and I just was like, okay, Jenny, who was the writer, you 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 take it from here. And it was dead. Then we went into CBS. Couldn't have been better. They laughed at every single word that happened. Show. Got we. They bought the script. She wrote a phenomenal script. Um, what happens is the executive buys it. It goes up the ladder and finally gets to Les Moonves, which we had to deal with this fucking molester. But he passed on it. He's the guy that said, you know, Ultimately, whatever. No it thanks. It was too edgy. It was too whatever the fuck it was. So, um, so those things <laughs> can happen. But. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's a pretty simple. When a serial
0: process. harasser is telling you it's
1: too edgy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, the the problem is is problem is is the problem is we're not we're just we're we're almost I don't know. This is a yeah. I was going to say like a bad thing because there was just an, obviously a horrific earthquake in Turkey, so I don't want to say that. But that's almost what it feels like. We're trapped and people keep coming in and like with the rescue dogs and saying like we're going to get you out in a second and then they don't do anything then they may like have lunch or they fucking go to yeah. you know
0: well i get i get your i get your your metaphor and your hyperbole yeah and i didn't mean to you know the, the, no the, listen I, look my 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 point of view on it is look there are people who are trapped fighting for their lives in an earthquake like yeah. this is No, we, exactly. we've got a good thing we've got a great project we got a great cast we got a great writer like we're 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 all I'm gonna be yeah you you yeah. are so we're gonna we're gonna be fine uh, <laughs> and it's just a question of what's the timing and to be honest with you if you told me uh, this is gonna take another three years but when it's over you're gonna be on for eight seasons and you're gonna win ten Emmys I- I'll I'll be like yeah this is all worth it so. I don't want it to take another three years, but
1: you know. All right. Well, do me a favor because, again, like I said, I like to just check out of it. There's nothing I can, there's nothing more I can do right now. Go ahead. Check out. So I don't want calls every week for the next three years. Like they saw it and they love it and they're ready to go. I just sat with, you know, Gary Goldman, our producer on it, who the first week he brought a guy who used to be president of one of the studios. The guy calls me up because this is the best pilot I've seen in years. I'm going to London next week. To meet with my billionaire partner, we don't want to take this to a streamer. We want to finance this ourselves and go and make. That was the first person who saw foreign, and yeah, that was the first person who saw this. And you know what happened?
0: He he forgot. I've never
1: spoken to him again. (laughs) Never. The next time I speak to him is when I see him, and I will go. You're a fucking loser. I don't even know what to say. Like, and I don't believe. By the way, I don't believe he was blowing smoke up my ass. No, I think he was very excited about it and he liked it. I think that he you know, like a lot of people in this town do. They're not capable of delivering what they deliver. And he wanted to act like a big shot. And he went to his billionaire financier who was like, yeah, I'm not financing a TV show, which I get because that is a giant, as you now know, it's a giant Lee <laughs> He says, as he looks at me with like, I'm wearing four heads. Well, you put the money in and, yeah. and you know, what happened with the project I did before this, which was the, the football show, you know, our, Director, big producer was going to finance it. it. At the end of the day, he said it's not a smart move. I need a streamer. And again, I believe we're heading towards that world where you don't. Louis C.K. just released a great stand-up special on his own. He probably made ten million bucks, yeah. but it doesn't cost anything for him to do that. It was actually, why are you smiling?
0: I, I just saw I just saw something from his I don't know his one of one of his recent shows, and it was very funny. So when you just brought him up, it it made me laugh. So did you watch the new show? Uh, I'm not sure if I've watched the new show. I mean, it's the last but two weeks, so you yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've sat down to watch it, but I may, that's where it may have come from. It may have been like a bit from a that, clip, a clip from yeah. that.
1: All right. Well, I mean, it, it's excellent. And uh, have you seen it? No, I'm just saying it was excellent. Oh, so you saw it? That's are, cool. Are
0: you being funny right now? Well, I'm you said says that he it. came
1: out with it. I didn't know that you saw
0: it. And I, said you said just it. Yeah. I said it's great. I
1: said it's great. Yeah. I've seen it. I watched it. I paid twenty five dollars for where it. Where did you Where did you buy it? Uh, Charlie Sheen sent me a link, and I paid for it, and it, it was... Oh, it was, so it's
0: a uh, like a it's a link directly from... Yeah, from and Lazy I K. saw it,
1: by the way, I'm not actually... I think I saw it live, because it was at the Garden, Madison Square ah. Garden, and it was streamed live, which, God bless him, because he can do that. And
0: He's been doing that for, you know, uh, what most people don't realize is, before he had this whole scandal, and he was semi-cancelled... He was already marketing directly to his yeah. fan base when it, when he had new things. He was he was selling straight yeah. to them.
1: And it's genius, and it's what I've 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 tried for three years to do. And and I don't have a big enough fan base. And I was hoping my my Kevin's would build their fan base, but they're not really into the social media, and they don't get why it's so incredibly imperative to to keep your shit going especially when you have good stuff that you have a hard time getting out you know i've mm-hmm. actually i've actually uh, watched people in this office come into this office three years ago who have now built fan bases and are making real money with very little talent by the way i mean that's what's uh, yeah even worse so there's that world of that so um australia Mr. In-Between Man, which Ted has also not watched. I mean, I feel like I'm back with Breezy. I say, well, let's watch something, and you don't what watch do you, any of I it. Don't, you just told me you watched it. I, I have not watched it. No, no, I, I, told you, it. I told you two weeks ago to watch it, and we would discuss it. I mean, it's, uh, it's. you know, I'd listen, It's, it's all on tape. It's not like it's not on tape. So, anyway, this is a great show that people have been texting me. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but I guess it is. So <laughs> I, I just think, like, either we come in with something to talk about or we don't because we're, we're well, I have things like, to talk about. I
0: didn't watch Mr. In Between, man. But why don't you tell us what, about your experience watching it?
1: Well, just tell me what you'd like to talk about because I, I don't need to talk to myself about it. But everybody should watch it. It's a great show. It was recommended by a lot of people online, uh, Australian Hitman. And it's, you know, my favorite kind of show. It's like, it's not nothing like Entourage, but lengthwise, quick. Good episodes. You just keep going right to the next one, and it's very good. So, Half hour. Half hour. And is it a drama, comedy? What It what, is a drama comedy.
0: Huh. Dramedy. Dramedy. Yeah. All right. So, what would you like to talk and about? And it's on Hulu? Hulu. F- I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. We can talk about yeah. it. We're going to have to talk about We've it. We've had time. this
1: conversation, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, what would you like I, to talk about?
0: <laughs> nah, no, I don't want to talk about anything. I'm good.
1: All right. Well, then that'll wrap it up. <laughs> Ramble on. We'll be back.